0: The get Real Indie Filmcast with Jeffrey Michael Bays and Forrest Day Jr. Welcome to episode 11 of our podcast, which uh, still does not quite have an official name. We are calling it all sorts of many things. <laughs>
1: I thought we were calling it Get Real
0: Indie Podcast. That doesn't yeah, roll off like the that. tongue. It doesn't something roll like off that. the tongue. Yeah. Well, the idea is, uh, you know, we're telling filmmakers to get real, you know. You know, if you think, if you think filmmaking is easy... <laughs> If you think it's all fun and games, uh it's time to get real. I think it's wicked easy because,
1: <laughs> right? You can Wait a minute. Okay. So you have some experience in this now. Um you just shot part of your movie. Tell me yeah, I, I, just, I I'm, I'm sure yeah. it was easy.
0: I just uh, I just drove back from Atlanta. Wicked uh, easy. To Missouri. Um I decided to uh make the drive from Missouri to Atlanta. Uh, instead of flying, because I thought, you know, that would be that would be uh, it would save money and uh, it would be easier. But as it turns out, <laughs> driving is not all that uh, what it's cracked up to be. Oh, Jeffrey, you cracked me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By
0: the way, we have Ken Lee on the show today. He's the vice president of Michael Weesey Books, uh, which is the top filmmaking book publisher in the world. And he's going to talk about um, all those great books that you see on the shelf, probably on your shelf. You might not even realize you have one. We're going to talk with Ken about
1: what's coming up in 2018 for book releases.
0: And there's some good stuff. Yeah, there always is. There always is. So um, I finally got to Atlanta. I don't want to bore you with the trip to Atlanta, which, you know, that was completely grueling. And uh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, my God. You had to drive for five hours at a whack. Ah. Well, it ended up being more like 13 hours because of construction at various Mm -hmm. points along the way. Uh, So anyways, um, so we shot um, a scene or we shot four scenes, actually, for uh, a sci-fi movie I'm working on called Not From Space. I'm sure you've probably heard about it by now, um, which is a film adaptation of the radio play that I wrote 15 or so years ago that was on XM Satellite Radio. Yep. And so as a part of trying to raise money for this, uh, we're shooting or we did shoot four scenes to, you know, to give us some footage to work with. And just amazing people. Amazing people in Atlanta. Who, who, everybody or, or the crew you worked with? The cast and crew. Well, everybody in Atlanta is great. The cast and crew that we worked with were also great. So all we right. actually we did casting that week and we cast 10 roles and we were hiring crew left and right last minute. And it all went really well except ah <laughs> uh, there's always an except. By the way, we shot it at the Higher Elevation Studio, which is a new studio down there and it's it's just a great studio. Stephen Bigaria uh, couldn't be more kind and generous. Uh, with his studio. He was our casting director, by the way. Just okay. great people down there. But unfortunately... <laughs> we've We've been debating all week looking at the footage. Uh, we're still looking at the footage that we shot, by the way. And there's a problem with the set design. And um, uh, the cast and crew doesn't know about this yet. Oh boy, well they will. But uh, we most likely will have to reshoot oh no. uh, some, if not all of it. Because... There is a well, it's a Pentagon press briefing room is what we recreated. Okay. And so that includes um a giant size Pentagon seal on the back of the wall. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh the problem was that um the guy that was supposed to print these seals and all of this uh, you know, signage for the set. Um, backed out. Um, and now, this was a third party. This was not connected to our production. Um, but our set designer's sign guy <laughs> bailed on him, which left him uh, scrambling at the last minute. And so we ended up having um, these set pieces that were not not quite up to, uh, you know, standard. And... So- we. We knew about it at the time, you know, because, (laughs) you know, we walked in and saw it and we were like, eh, that's, this kind of looks a little, kind of, kind of sloppy. You know, there's blue stains over it and everything. And it's just, it's just, it looks pretty sloppy. And um, it's an unfortunate result of, you know, the first guy dropping out. And so we went ahead and shot anyway, hoping that, (laughs) hoping that it would not show up so bad on camera. But unfortunately, we shot it in 4K. Oh, boy. So, all of those little details are still there. And because it's in the middle of the frame behind yeah. everybody's head, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's going to be impossible to digitally fix that. So it leaves us in quite a, quite a position. Oh man. Yeah. And th- this was a, pro- this is not like, Oh, let's just go shoot this. You have been working on this for a long time. Yeah. A Long time, a long time, oh, man. And this is just one piece, you know, we still have a lot to do. In the next year or so, but... um, You're going
1: to be able to write a book about this movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. But, you know, this this just goes to show for the, you know, the lesson out there for filmmakers that one person can screw up the whole production. It only takes one person Mm -hmm. because everybody else did their job perfectly. The acting was brilliant. The wardrobe was absolutely stunning. The camera work was and sound. Everything was great. The PAs were great, Um, but because of this Pentagon seal, uh, uh, it it ruined the whole thing. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, more than unfortunately. I mean, how do you, how do you redo it? I mean, you got to get all these actors and grips and everybody back together, and
0: and the money because And, and the money. Because we spent, um, you know, it was low budget, but we spent over $1,000 and that doesn't include, um, you know, um, money that we plan to pay the crew um, when we get green light funding for the big production. Um, but, you know, it, we have to raise that money again to reshoot mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just, it, it it's thrown a, uh, a wrench into the whole operation. And this is a lesson that can, uh, in indie, indie film,
1: uh, there's all, you know, you, it's a collaboration and you get so many people involved. It can be the sound guy. It can be the lighting yeah. guy. It can be one actor. You, it's like you say, uh, you got a collaboration. You can't go 99%. You got to be a hundred percent there.
0: And what I always like to say, um, before production, I tell this to everybody. In fact, we put it on our, uh, our little, uh, our checklist that we send out, um, before production that, as a crew member, you have a power. You have a special superpower. Uh, you can turn this into the best film ever made. Mm-hmm. Or you can turn it into the worst film ever made. And everybody individually has that power. So use it wisely, is what I say. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Mr. Set Designer and his buddy <laughs> uh, used it in the wrong way. Used the power in the wrong way. Do you think they
1: did it on purpose? Or... No. I mean, some people just don't know any better. I'm, I'm, I'm not – I don't know these guys. But I'm just saying in my experience, there are people who do shoddy work. Uh, their term is good enough. People will say, that's good enough. Well, good mm-hmm. enough isn't good enough. You know what I mean? I, 80%. Some people get to the 80% mark and they go, good enough, where
0: you are looking for yeah. 100%. But in the, in the world of 4K, 100% is absolutely necessary. Uh, because, you know, people will accept nothing less. But, you know, I don't want to be dramatic here, but even in the age of VHS, this would not have been acceptable. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Ah, uh, there's nothing you can do, huh? I don't I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think don't, so. I don't maybe know our, either. Maybe our listeners have some yeah. uh, some ideas. That's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> there might be an editor out there who says, I yeah. know exactly what to do. And if he's out there, please reach out to us. Reach you out can to email Jeffrey.
0: Us. Yeah, email us at info at borgus And uh, so, you know, I am going to have to go back to Atlanta. So, I think this time I am going to fly.
1: Nobody, yeah. That, see, <laughs> you learned you learned another lesson. You are going to yes. sit on an airplane for what's it going to take you? An hour, hour and a half from your house to Atlanta? Probably,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, on the show today, we have Ken Lee, which is uh, uh, he's the vice president of the Michael Weezy books, and uh, well, I like I like to call them the M W books. M.W. M.W.P. Um, If you look on your bookshelf, and I'm talking to everybody that's listening now, um, the chances are pretty good if you're a filmmaker, you've got one of these books, and you probably don't even realize it. Absolutely. So they have some new books coming out this year, and Ken is going to go through some of those and talk about some of the new releases that we can look forward to. Mm -hmm. And there's like a half a dozen at least. New books. Some have been released,
1: some are going to be released.
0: When's your book coming out, by the way?
1: My book? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it'll be coming out in 2048.
0: Ooh, excellent. Yep. I'm just excited.
1: A, yep. It's just a mere uh, um, thirty years away. <laughs> Congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah, it's all about aging well. Oh and, okay. Uh, I just haven't done it yet. So and So we'll be <laughs> right back with
0: it. we'll be right back with Ken Lee. From M.W. Books, right after this. That's one thing Alfred Hitchcock was really good at, creating suspense with a camera. For the last couple of years, I've been teaching Hitchcock suspense techniques at festivals like Buffalo, St. Louis, Palm Springs, Los Angeles. Filmmakers are learning easy tricks for building suspense that are so easy to implement. Now there's a way for you to get access in my new book, Suspense with a Camera. It's available in bookstores now. And don't miss our free docuseries on YouTube called Hitch20. So while I was gone in Atlanta, you talked to uh, Ken Lee. I did. Yeah, I I did,
1: and and it was a um, enlightening conversation because he told me about all the books they're releasing in 2018, and there was a a book in there that surprised me. What What, do you say? What surprised you? Because I didn't know this author, and not that I'm a genius, but I didn't know this author was releasing a new book. Ah. And. and, it's well, which uh, author are we talking Steve about? Kaplan. <laughs> ah, Steve Kaplan. Okay. Steve Kaplan is releasing a new book. And uh Mysterious Steve Kaplan. S- the mysterious Steve Kaplan. He's releasing a book, and, and out of all of them, that's the one that surprised me because I'm like, I we interviewed Steve Kaplan and yeah. he didn't mention he didn't that he's mention releasing it. a book. It's called The Comic Heroes Journey. Serious story structure for fabulously funny films. So and, I guess uh, he's been writing this in secret. I think so. It, <laughs> and, and and when Ken told me about it, I'm like, what? I, I didn't know about this. Uh, I'm excited you, to hear this. Yeah. I yeah, and uh, it's a it was an interesting interview. We taped it earlier. So um do you want to roll into it now? Uh yes, that would be a great uh, idea. All right, let's uh let's let's check out this interview. Uh I did while you were off shooting your film. I interviewed Ken Lee from Michael Weesee Books, MWP.com. Welcome to the show, Ken.
2: Thanks, Forrest. Really happy to be here.
1: Let's talk about some of the books that you guys got coming up and how you select the books that you guys publish.
2: That's a really good question, Forrest. We're the number one publisher in this space of uh, books for independent filmmakers. So, of course, as we do better and better and as our reputation grows throughout uh, not only the U.S., but throughout the world, we get lots of submissions, many submissions. and. it's uh, a wonderful blessing to have that much opportunity to look and evaluate and see which books fit our particular imprint. So I can tell you, Forrest, that we're really looking for uh, uh, professionals who want to help other filmmakers and media makers solve a problem. That really is kind of like the guiding force for our imprint. Uh, We also look for people who have the interest and ability to promote and talk about the book endlessly. I usually make a joke with potential authors about what topic are you gonna be talking about endlessly for five years to an audience of one 550 or 500. And if I can hear the fire in their voice and hear the electricity, it's like, I'm doing this. The train is leaving. This is my subject matter expertise. And I'm doing it with or without you. Then these are the kind of people that we love to partner with and create a title that is suitable for Michael Weesey Productions.
1: And when somebody comes up with an idea, what's the next step? Do they usually have the book <laughs> written already or, or are you kind of guiding them in that process?
2: Uh, it, it depends. Sometimes people have a full manuscript and because they're familiar with our line and they say, I like the tone and style of your books, which are informational and inspirational and written in a conversational style. Some often they say that they grew up with the books or had had the books when they were film students. And so um, that's kind of an easy case where they just turn over the their uh, manuscript. Mm-hmm. In other cases, they just simply we just simply ask them for a table of contents hmm. because a table of contents really is a perfect reflection of how that person, wants the information to unfold for the reader. So it's, it's not uh, as easy as people think. We need like headers and subheaders and a logical flow of information that, that guides me and other potential readers down the way through the material so that I understand where they want them to start and where the reader wants to end up. And then from that point, we just simply ask them after we green light the table of contents and it says this is a good fit for us, It's in our area of uh, expertise. Then we ask for a a sample chapter to get a a flavor for their writing style.
1: You guys have been producing books how many years? I know Michael started this uh, to produce one or two of his own books, and then it has grown into what it is today.
2: Yeah, well, we're really pleased to to, uh, announce that... uh, From those early uh, beginnings where uh, he self-published his own books, and then we started acquiring other books in the early 90s, we've we've grown since the 90s to uh, a 200-title publisher with, uh, uh, I'd say, some anchor titles that really have defined our particular niche, including The Writer's Journey by Christopher Vogler, uh, film directing Shot by Shot, which we're pleased that we're announcing a new 25th anniversary edition in 2019, um, directing actors by uh, Judith Weston, and of course, Save the Cat, which uh, um, I travel in different circles, and I'm really delighted and pleased to announce that that book has a way of uh, permeating the world of uh, screenwriters, writers, writers, um, and even uh, software engineers So I've ran across some software engineers who said I needed some tips on making my books and my topic interesting. And I learned, I gleaned a lot from that particular book.
1: What do you guys have on tap for coming year for the remainder of 2018 and maybe into 2019?
2: The visual that I I sent you, which might be uh, included with this podcast includes six titles for 2018. So I'll just start from the top and tell you the titles and where they are in various uh, levels of uh, of development. So the coffee break screenwriter breaks rules by Pilar Alessandra is a follow up book to her best selling book of the same name. And sort of like any great musician, you have to learn your scales before you start improvising and and uh, and composing jazz. So in the first book, which is a terrific book about how to write. Uh, your screenplay or write for TV in fast bursts of uh, creativity in small chunks of time. She says, "Now that you know the rules that I've, <coughs> excuse me, imparted to you, these are these are interesting ways of breaking those rules for certain exceptions, so that uh, you can uh, write faster, write better, and." Uh, challenge yourself as you switch from genre to genre. And there's a neat little section in that book on TV as well. That book has been published. It's out. It's doing well. Pilar continues to do her workshops um, all over the country. And we're we're really proud of that book. The second book is called The Three Wells of Screenwriting by Matthew Khalil. This is a a gentleman who we heard uh, about through the... uh, uh, Michael Weesey Productions family. We do kind of consider our authors to be part of our extended family. And uh, the recommendation came from Kathy Fonganeda, the mm-hmm. author of the script selling game. And Matthew delivered a dynamite uh, table of contents and sample chapter uh, talking about the three different wells of creativity and that this particular their book gives you an, an eye and an opportunity to never, ever uh, stare at a blank page and, uh, and go blank. So he talks about his methodology. He talks about how he was inspired by Christopher Vogler and the writer's journey. And uh, since he's from South Africa, he has the unique ability to uh, broadcast and share information from, from that part of the world as well. That title is doing very well for us. Uh, the th- the third title, which is actually on the flyer, which is below, is called Visual Storytelling by Morgan Sandler. That book is a beautiful landscape book with um, four color images and black and white images that, that it shares with uh, media makers and filmmakers about how to tell stories visually. You know the old um, pitch about um, screenwriting in journals like Show don't tell he takes that to the nth level and gives you dozens and dozens of different examples about how you can cut exposition accelerate your story be more dramatic and be more entertaining through visuals and and that particular book is about to hit our uh, warehouse any day yet so we're very excited about that that one's in the can and, and and done Uh, Shoot from the Heart by Diane Bell, which is also featured on that flyer. That one is going to be submitted to the printer in the next day or so. So we're feeling really good that we're hitting all of our schedules, and that will be uh, available through our website and through Amazon and bookstores in the next next few months. Diane won uh, an award through Sundance as an accomplished independent filmmaker and said, that was fun, but now that I've done that, I'm going to do it my way, which is a completely independent, off-the-grid methodology. And she started teaching workshops of the same name, Shoot from the Heart, and started attracting this interesting amalgam of student filmmakers, uh, first-time filmmakers, people who never considered themselves uh, filmmakers, but who wanted easy access to a bright, intelligent process about taking your passion project and moving it forward through an independent project by identifying your core audience, by crowdsourcing, by gathering the resources that are available and figuring out uh, marketing and distribution to very niche audiences. And the other title, um, Writing the TV Drama Series, fourth edition by Pam Douglas, uh, that also will be submitted to the uh, printer fairly soon. Uh, this is the obviously the fourth edition of a best-selling series of books by Pam Douglas. And she, once again, she knocked it out of the park by updating all the information about the hottest genre in the entertainment industry right now, specifically writing for long-form TV. So uh, we're really proud of that, that particular book as well. And then uh, last but not least, I know you've interviewed Steve Kaplan yes. before, the author of The Hidden – Tools of comedy. Yep. He proposed to us the comic hero's journey, which he says it's an equally important journey, unlike the uh, dramatic uh, hero's journey. This is the comedic version, but they the comedies have their own rules of engagement, and own language, and own, and own uh, structure and flow. And uh, it's it's kind of a oxymoron to say that he takes comedy so seriously. He doesn't take it seriously. He's just very thoughtful and professional about it. And that he gives you a real clear examination of how the comic hero's journey is different from the, the uh, more familiar dramatic hero's journey, AKA the the star Wars model and Mm -hmm. so forth. Um, That will be coming out December of 2018 right before Christmas. And we expect a big boom for that as well.
1: Do you got anything that you can share with us? Further into the future, or is it all kind of still in the works?
2: Well, the the the, the big title for uh, 2019 that uh, we just made an allusion to was the uh, 25th anniversary okay. of uh, of Shot by Shot. Steve Katz has uh, enjoyed the benefits of a book that has sold over 250,000 copies, so his reputation is known. Throughout the world Mm -hmm. in multiple languages, I might add. And so um, we asked him and he has delivered an updated version of that, just about to get the galleys for that in the the next week or so. And uh, of course, for us, uh, all these authors would be delighted to chat with you, uh, you know, during the next few weeks.
1: We are uh, picking away at, at, at trying to catch up on talking to all of them. You have so many. That's the problem. <laughs> and, and they're all wonderful people. I got to say, I've never interviewed a Michael Weese author that I haven't liked. And that's a fact. You, I can tell from your books that you guys really do hand select the authors and hand select the books because they're all, you know, cream of the crop. And I'm not I'm saying that be, from reading these books. They're great. You know, I look forward to seeing what you guys come out with in the future.
2: Well, that's a really nice comment to, to end on for us because during a, a publishing panel, which we recently conducted with uh, a group of uh, uh, film professors, they're curious about our selection process and so forth. And uh, one thing I did share, it's like it, it it kind of boils down to the three P's for us. We like authors that are professional, polite, and persistent, mm-hmm. because if you, you have to have all those kind of magical ingre- ingredients to make sure that uh, not only that the uh, the material reflects uh, that that style, but that the relationship between the publisher and author, which uh, has been sustained, and in many cases over the course of fifteen or twenty years. I mean, I was at this panel with our authors, and I kind of laughed because you know we were talking about when Deborah Patz first delivered a manuscript, she goes, that was before Max and PCs talked to each other. And that was before we had yeah. Dropbox. And that was yeah. before. And it's like, yeah, that was, that was 1997. Deb. And, you know, so it's a, it's a something that we're proud of. And that I do think, and I thank you for noting that, that the relationship between the authors with us and amongst each other is it's it's it would it's it's virtually impossible to, to to duplicate or to to replicate anywhere else because uh, you can be a, either like a corporate environment or you can be more of an inclusive family environment and we just decided you know a long time ago that uh, these relationships are so important to us that we're going to do our level best to create a uh, a family atmosphere so we get together we have great meals exchange information and uh, more importantly than that, uh, as you've noted, uh, a lot of our authors uh, happily plug uh, their fellow MWP authors' books, which is very rare in this business.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the true. And and as we wrap, I want to add one more P to your three. I think you really got four. Your authors are all passionate. Add that one to your four P's now. I think.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I'm making a note right now. That's true because yep. well, that that goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, you know the worst pitch, just to just to share with you for us, is people who call us and say, uh, "I want to write, and I can't write anything. What do you want me to write?" I said, "I don't know what you should write. What do you want to write mm-hmm. about?" So yeah, exactly. if they don't if they don't have that kind of burning passion to share something about solving a particular issue for a for a filmmaker, uh, it, it doesn't really work for us. We 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 don't hire freelancers or people who have a one-off idea because they think they're gonna uh, make a lot of money or gain a lot of fame and so forth we we want the people who are just uh, uh, as you noted passionate and who are chomping at the bit to say this is something i've been working on or this has been a part of my life for a number of years now it's the time to take it to the next level to put it in a book form and um, you know we we happily engage with those people, even if it's not a good fit. You know, mm-hmm. we can point people to the right direction and say, "This is not quite ready for us or appropriate for us, rather, but you might want to consider this option." And mm-hmm. uh, people people are uh, responsive. So, okay, yeah, I, I I like your last note.
1: Yeah, there you can you can use that. <laughs> Anyhow, Ken, okay. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. People can check out the books at MWP.com or on Amazon.com. Correct.
2: That's correct. And uh, thankfully our books are sold at uh, 400 plus independent bookstores across the country as well, uh, as well as the the big uh, chain bookstores. We always appreciate it when, uh, when customers seek out our books in, in unusual places and, Believe me, they do show up in uh, airport bookstores. They do show up in little university bookstores. And uh, no matter where you are in the country, if you ask for a, a title and uh, identify that fabulous 13 number ISBN, any bookstore can can, can be shipped within uh, a few days.
1: Thank you so much, Ken.
2: Thank you, Forrest.
0: So that's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Get Real Indie Filmmakers is created by Forrest Day Jr., also the host of Rolling Tape on YouTube. Yep. And Jeffrey Michael Bayes is the author of Between
1: the Scenes, what every film director, writer, and editor should know about scene transitions. And also the book Suspense with a Camera, a filmmaker's guide to
0: Hitchcock's techniques. Be sure to tweet us at Borgas Film or email info at borgas.com. We're also on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and go ahead and leave us a star rating. We really love those star ratings. On, that would be awesome. On iTunes. That would be yeah. great. On the show next week is John Trigonis. We've been promising this guest for quite a while, but he is here next week. The Get Real Indie Filmcast is a production of Borges
2: Networks 2018.